everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. Hey, Dr. Wignall. How's it going? Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Good. I, I had an interesting um, question from a client um, who was talking about kind of this pattern in their life of feeling resentful and or like they've been taken advantage of, you know, and, and really feeling resentful about being taken advantage of, I guess. But those in, in, in their mind, as we talked about it, were two very different things. I, I, they felt resentful, resentful almost because they felt like they had been taken advantage of or duped gotcha. or tricked or something like that. Um, and I, um, <clears throat> being the weirdo that I am as a psychologist, said, oh, that's really neat. That's great. <laughs> And they looked at me like, why in the world would it be good for me to, or why, why would you say that it's good for me to kind of notice how this pattern of resentment and kind of feeling uh, taken advantage of was a good thing, which makes sense. But um, with the way I look at emotions <laughs> as bits of useful information, to me, it made really good sense that they would want to take note of their resentment and their feelings about being duped or taken advantage of, or the thought they had been duped or taken advantage of, I should say. And why, why exactly? That information, especially if you're finding it is being repeated because they were talking about this pattern in relationships where they felt resentful um, because of these uh, thoughts of being taken advantage of, um, to me, the, the, the fact that they're reoccurring <laughs> over and over again tells you that there's something going on in, the, in these occasions, in these contexts that might be under your control, right? That, that because this keeps happening, there might be something to learn here. And you're experiencing such strong emotions like resent, uh, being resentful and, and, and this idea that you've been really kind of taking advantage of. Those are really strong kind of signals that I think are really good to note, in your experience, probably. Um, and so when I said, that's really neat that you're picking this up and you're, you're feeling this, um, it's probably a really good thing that we get strong signals from our environment sometimes. Yeah, totally. I, I, I would this. argue. It's like, I, I, I still, uh, I think all the time about your, your metaphor of emotions are like lights on a car's dashboard, you know, like you might not, the like, it. You might not mm -hmm. like it when your low fuel light goes off. But <laughs> right, like right. sticking duct tape over it is not a particularly good solution. <laughs> it is helpful, mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. if it makes you feel uncomfortable to have a low fuel light go off. Right. And so I think right. kind of what you're saying is similarly, feeling resentful is uncomfortable. Like we don't like it, but maybe yeah. it's trying to tell you something. But boy, is that an important gauge to listen to? Because man, is that a powerful emotion? You know, I mean, um, and, and so really good information to have. Um, so I think that, that I, I, we had a discussion following that about how you can use your resentment and the thoughts that are around that resentment to really analyze um, the, the health of your relationships, the pattern of what is going on in these relationships, that, that kind of the process that leads up to these moments, what's going. It's a really good kind of signal to step back and start analyzing the health, I think, in, in the, the flow of your relationships, maybe. Yeah, I would not say, in a judgmental way, but just in a, hey, 
how is this working sort of way? What's going on in here? Yeah, Yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah. I I often think um, resentment can be a really good um, motivator to be more assertive, both in terms of Mm -hmm. asking for what you want, right? And saying no to what you don't want or or, uh, setting boundaries um, in in Mm -hmm. another way of putting that, right? So what almost always in my experience, when someone is chronically resentful, when you, when you look carefully between the lines, it's either because they're expecting someone else to do something good for them. Well, he, he should just know that, you know, I like the laundry sorted by colors or, you know, like, <laughs> um, right. or they're not setting or slash enforcing a healthy boundary. They're, they're acting like a doormat, right? So that, <laughs> whoever, you know, my boss just keeps giving me work. Like every single, you know, it's a Friday afternoon. They always like throw all this work on me. And then I have to come in on the weekends and like, well, I mean, so yes, your, your boss and not having good boundaries and giving you too much work, like that's a problem. But the mm-hmm. other problem here is that you have no boundaries. You don't know how to say no, or, or at least you're unwilling to say yeah, no. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe your boss's request that you work the weekend, um, pulls for this twinge of guilt that you have in that moment and it, and it freezes you up and out of guilt, you say, Oh, okay, I'll come in. Mm-hmm. And then immediately you resent that you made that choice, you know, and, and, and that your boss has asked you to do this. Um, but there would be the thing to step back and go, wait, what happens here? Oh, in these relationships, when I'm asked things or if I'm asked for things, guilt can often drive me, you know, the the desire not to upset somebody can drive me to say yes. And then I end up doing all these things that I don't want to do. And I grow resentful and angry, but that's the type of analysis I think that is, that is being signaled for (laughs) with your feelings of resentfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I would say to clarify, I would technically call this fake guilt. And, and to me, fake guilt mm-hmm. is where it's not actually guilt. Guilt is when you knowingly do something wrong and then you feel guilty. You feel bad for doing something wrong. That it's, it's actually a pretty narrow emotion. Like there, there's a kind of a high bar for hitting true guilt, right? I think much more commonly what's going on, like the situation you're describing is people are anticipating feeling guilty and they're feeling anxious about maybe feeling guilty in the future, Right. But first of all, that's anxiety. That's not guilt, right? You're worried <laughs> about feeling a certain way, right? So that's, yeah. that's anxiety. But the other part is you, that you're presupposing that you've actually done something wrong. It's saying, yeah. no, you know what? Like, I'm not going to bring homework on the, on the weekend. And my boss is going to get super angry or super disappointed or something. Like, yeah, that's not your fault, it's like confound. Right. It's like confounding somebody else's disappointment with the idea that you did that something. You did wrong. something wrong. Yeah. That, yeah. that might suck for everybody that your your manager got angry because you set a boundary, right? But that doesn't mean just because someone is upset doesn't mean yeah. you've done something wrong. That's a yeah. really subtle but important distinction to make. Like, yeah, people no, you're... can get get upset independent <laughs> of whether it was the right or wrong thing for you to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but, but I, but I think that's, that's the hard part of being assertive, right? Either asking for what you want or saying no to what you don't mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. is that it's, it's emotionally very hard. It's hard yeah. to tolerate your spouse or your boss or your kid or whoever being really upset. Right. And so I think this is why so many people get stuck in chronic resentment is because as bad as resentment feels, I think people 
their, their kind of unconscious calculation is, this feels bad, but it seems way worse to try and be assertive and really ask for what I want. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take this basically. And I, yeah. I, I don't think that's an explicit, like someone has like made the pros and cons sheet and has, but I think that's the kind of implicit logic that's going on in people's head. And the, yeah. in my experience, the, you, you can't talk your way out of that belief. You can't reason your way out of it. You have to experiment your way out of it. You, like what? your mind is not stupid. It's not going to change this belief until it gets evidence that this, all this nonsense about being assertive that my therapist keeps talking, that sounds terrible. We're going to stick <laughs> with feeling resentful because it's bad, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be that bad. You're yeah. only going to be able to do that if you can prove to yourself, actually being assertive, it might be hard, but it's, it's not as bad as I'm thinking it's going to be. So sure. I, I, well, there's all sorts of anticipated risks there because it is kind of like if I'm assertive, I'll lose the relationship. If I maintain my own boundaries, they won't like me. They won't want to be yep. around me. Or there's lots of um, different reasons people find themselves in those places where they're building resentment because the boundaries of a relationship are really off. Um, but that resentment is kind of calling for you to analyze your relationships and um, make probably better decisions about those things as well as those yeah. relationships you mentioned kind of really good kind of assertive behavior i also think feelings of resentment um can help you employ the the useful sometimes useful um behavior of avoidance where you just recognize when people don't respect boundaries you avoid those people you don't associate and go around those people. You can just avoid that altogether as you become more empowered to set boundaries that you respect. Yeah. Which in in, in a way is, it's just a bigger boundary. (laughs) Or, or, or I guess an assertive no, (laughs) maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I would in, in psychological terms, avoidance (laughs) has bad connotations, right? Yeah. Um, That's why I say, but, but in small doses in the right context, I think it can be a miracle drug. Well, I I would say that's a healthy, like if, (laughs) if you can't set boundaries, healthy boundaries at the like hundred foot level, like mm-hmm. you need to start setting them at the thousand foot level yeah. right? or the 30,000 yeah. foot level, right? Yeah. Because that start where you can. Yep. Yeah. So I, th- yeah. I think you totally, and that's hard and it's painful. It might be, you might be afraid of them getting upset. You might be sad at the loss of a relationship, whatever. Right. But the question is like, realistically, w- will this relationship get better without those boundaries? Is it capable of improving? Um, yeah. And, 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 and if you setting healthy boundaries in a relationship functionally ends the relationship, then that is probably good information about that relationship. Yeah. And th- there's another opportunity to watch out for fake guilt, right? Cause I think a lot of people mm-hmm. anticipate that happening and then they anticipate feeling guilty because they're assuming that if I set a boundary and the other person leaves, I've, it's my fault. I've, I've done, done something, something wrong. wrong. Right. Right. In reality, yeah. that would be very sad, right? If yeah. you lose something or someone important to you, but it's yeah. not guilt if you haven't done anything wrong. What word would you use to describe somebody else's negative reaction to you putting up a healthy boundary? To What word would I use to describe them or my feeling about it? Somebody else's negative reaction to your healthy boundary setting. What do you call that? Well, they're like anger. Yeah, or, they're distorted anger, but but I might even call it pathology. That's a weird thing to be angry with someone who's putting a, a healthy boundary down. 
you, you got to get a wonder about that. That's an odd thing. Yeah. I mean, it, well, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it is what it is though. Like it, it's anger or it's frustration or it's, you know, I mean, we, we all have that. We all have kind of That's somewhat true. irrational we all, frustrations. We all right? do have those like, yay, that didn't work out uh, for These me. drivers are terrible, <laughs> blah, 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 you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that, but there, there again, there's information, right? If someone gets super pissed off because you set a very reasonable boundary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that tells good you info. a lot about them, right? Yeah. And whether yeah. they're the kind of person you want to, have. Yeah, a lot about them and your relationship with them and what the contingencies are and the expectations are. It, it, it's it's your chance to really look at that relationship and say, hey, is this working? You know, if if um Yeah, and I would just say it's I don't it's not necessarily bad, but like if someone turns into an anger monster every single time you set even a minor boundary, like it's probably just not a great fit. Or or similarly, like if you start if you start working in a place that like a hyper competitive, like type A, go, go, go work 80 hours a week kind of job. And that stresses you out and you really don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not to say that working 80 hours a week is bad necessarily. It might be perfectly fine for somebody with a certain personality and a certain set of values. And, yeah. but it's just not a good fit for you. And so I, th- or, or if you want to do it, recognize that that fit might be tight and, and accept that and then start yeah. dealing with it. Likewise, if you find yourself in a relationship that, at the end of the day, you really do want to maintain, but you know that they're an anger monster. Every time you set a minor boundary, then expect that every time you do that, there's going to be a little bit of a tiff and then maybe things level off or whatever that pattern is. But it seems like we're saying adjust your expectations um, and maintain proper boundaries. that, That resentment is a good sign to do those things. No big deal. Adjust your expectations. Those are the two boundaries. things. Adjust your expectations. Set a better boundary. With, to be fair, which are both very challenging things to do, right? And take a Definitely. lot of practice, a lot of mindset work, a lot of you know, time um, for all Definitely. these things. But, yeah. but I think at the end of the road, like that, that really is where a lot of these resentment issues kind of um, what they come down to. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.